In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Good morning, Cleveland. That was kind of 50-50 between Jack's poor attempt. Jack, do your good morning, Cleveland. Good morning, Cleveland. Good morning, Cleveland. Good morning, Cleveland. It is one of the biggest position rooms within the Cleveland Browns roster. And we're not talking about the quarterback room. We're talking about the inside O-line. Jack, how excited are you about this? We are talking fat guys. Yeah, so it's, it's one of them really interesting shows where it's not so much about the starters, as the same as we have with the offensive tackles. Everyone knows who the five starters is, bar an injury for the Browns next season along the O-line. It's done, it's set in stone, uh, that's there. But there is a lot of sort of moves and sort of what they do because, quite frankly, all of the other four spots are open. Um, and you think, oh, what about this guy? We'll love him. We'll get there. Um, but all, all four spots, you you wouldn't feel safe guaranteeing and betting your house on any of them being on the roster. Um, obviously, we've gone through the two offensive tackle spots, but you've got nine average O-linemen on an NFL roster, five interior spots, four tackles. So you've got three starters. So that's two guards and then generally one backup guard. And then you've got one center and a backup center. So how we're going to do today's show, we're going to start with the guards, two starters and the backup, and then we'll do the centers afterwards. So first up, you've got to start with that left guard. It's Joel Petonio. Absolute stalwart. Um, I think the third best guard in the NFL last year, according to PFF. Had a really another really good year. For me, he's probably been that absolute bastion. Was overshadowed by Joe Thomas, which is going to happen when you've got the greatest ever to play a particular position playing next to you. But uh, what an absolute player. Drafted in 2014, second round pick. Would you have taken a guard at that position yourself? Um, Personally, yeah, I'd wait until the third and fourth generally. I'm not opposed to it if you need a starter to come in and play day one, but I'd never look for a developmental prospect in that higher guard. I, w- I would wait until the third round. Two-time pro bowler. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how many all pro he's got. Um, for me, pro bowl is it's a bit of a uh, popularity contest. Um, so... Being on a team that isn't as successful, you're quite unlikely to make the Pro Bowl, um, which yeah, is just farcical. Excellent. Well, um, so uh, Joe Batonio, how many more years has he left in Cleveland? So that this is the interesting question you get into. So he's got a 10 million next year and 10 million the year after. No guaranteed money left. It's all just cash. Um there's very little chance he gets a, a new deal on the back end of that. Um, partly age, 
partly is Wyatt Teller, who we'll get onto in a moment. But they've effectively got a decision either this year or next year. Do they not this year? Sorry, after this season, do they sign? Do they have someone already on the roster um, that they really like that can step up, or is it one more year? Um, so he'll play this season. It very could well could be his last. So massive kudos. I hope we get a playoff run because it'd be awesome to do it with Joel Batonio. Obviously, he did get the playoff game. He's yet to have a playoff win. But uh, yeah, Let, let's go out there and make sure we send Batonio off with at least a playoff win if he's only one more year. And the reason why, yeah, we'll get onto White Teller's deal. But you've got someone who's fundamentally much younger. And if you're only going to keep around one long term, giving a basically everyone outside the quarterback position, as soon as you give them the third deal, there's a good chance they get injury injured and their play definitely does start decreasing. Jack, just to be clear, Joel Petonio, end of 2021, will leave the Browns if there's not a contract. No, no. So end of 2022, he'll leave the Browns without a contract. So we've got two more years of him, yeah. We've got two more years where we've got him a contract. But there's a good chance after this year, we're looking at Baker and where do we save money? If we're going to pay Wyatt Teller, suddenly Wyatt Teller's on a big deal. You're unlike, you can't have four O-linemen on big deals. It's just not realistic if you're going to pay a quarterback. Um, so it comes to that discussion of, it's sequencing. Andrew Berry's buzzword, we've mentioned it now on the show quite a few times. You've got that pipeline. So you, this is your last cheap year of White Teller, who we'll get onto in a second, and it basically comes into this discussion. If you pay White Teller an extension, say it's eight, ten million a year, then you're effectively moving that money after this year and going right. We've had Batonio as the the player we're paying. We're now going to slide that money over from left guard to right guard, and then we need a youngster to come in there and sort of be the cheap deal alongside. Um. Wyatt Teller in the room. So, yeah, you effectively, with Baker's veteran deal, you can pay one interior lineman. And if that's going to be Wyatt Teller, it means there's no long-term future for Joel Petonio past one or two years. Joel Petonio's last year, not next year, the year after. What would it? What would we get if we got rid of him? Uh, what would we save? And um, what would he potentially um, cost us? for a um, extension or, it, yeah. it's it, The only way you're extending is if you get rid of Wyatt Teller, um, which hey, you, you could do. Um, but if you're paying a 31-year-old guard, yeah, it's going to be cheaper, but you're probably still looking at... He, he might drop from the 10 to the 8, or he might just continue at 10 million a year. Um, but he could easily fall off a cliff at 31, 32, 33 years old players aren't generally what they were in the past. Um, obviously, he could be, um, but it's a risk. Um, would you rather pay Wyatt Teller, who is 26, um, coming into his prime? Um, and it's, it's, it's that sort of option there that you face. Um, what could you get? The way you're going to get stuff for him, and it's, it's going to be new for Browns fans, they're actually going to get things called comp picks. So rather than us being the ones raiding free agency, we're going to have loads of these old guys just walking off into free agency and returning to us. You're going to get comp picks. So it's not going to, it's not a sexy position. So you're not getting silly money at a guard. So you're looking at sort of probably a sixth or a seventh. Um, might push a fifth if you're lucky, depending on the year. 
but um, no, there's certainly uh, money to be made uh, by comp picks. And what would we save by letting him go in the second year? 10 million. 10 million, yeah. Now, Jack, sorry for all these questions, but the Cleveland Browns next year, they get to the Super Bowl, but we don't win it. Is there a chance that the Browns, you're not going to like this, go all in and they gamble and they they pay him that last year? Because we're going all in in the... No. So it's... it's uh... We'll get onto it when we talk about Tretter, but Tretter's basically in the same boat, got two years left in this deal, and we'll sort of mention it now. I think they're fundamentally going to go, one of these two players is gone after this season. So um, we're going to have 2021 where both players are on the roster. One of those guys gets replaced next off-season, and the off-season after, they replace the other one. So it's pretty much a battle between the two. Not so much on which plays better because Batonio is better than Tretter. I don't think anything's going to change that. Both are good players, but Batonio is elite, whereas Tretter's just very good, um, which is no harm with being very good. Um, but elite is a, a, a level that Joel Batonio is constantly performing at. Um, and very much down to the guys that we're chatting about, the youngsters, your Nick Harris, your Drew Forbes, your Michael Dunn, um, who we'll get onto those guys later in the show. But if they have confident, as I always say, if you can get 90% of the production for a rookie deal versus a veteran deal, you do it. Um, and especially when you've got someone there like Callahan who can elevate talent um, and really get the best out of them, believe in Callahan. Um, and then, yeah, free up that money because when you're freeing up that money, what, what does it actually mean? It means you're paying Baker Mayfield. Uh, you can invest and keep four veterans on the O-line that you're paying big money to, um, but then you just don't keep Baker Mayfield and let, let's stick um, a nobody out there. It's, it, you've got to make some cuts somewhere. So, yeah, you're looking at one offensive tackle and then one interior O-lineman long-term sort of on veteran deals. Yes, yeah, it's a real tough one. It, the more and more I do these shows, it feels like we're all in next season, really, aren't we? You know, it's, it's the it's the end of an era over the next couple of years. So um, the era of sort of Browns fans can have whoever they want. If you've got a good guy, you'd never get rid of them. Um, that's not going to be the case anymore because the Browns. Some fans might be shocked. The Browns actually have a really, really good roster, and when you have a really, really good roster you hit this problem of you can't keep everyone. And especially when you've got massive marquee deals. So what are the two most position expensive position rooms is quarterback is edge rusher. And if you've got someone that's in a, getting the top five quarterback deal, and that's what happens when you're the next quarterback up to get paid. Um, and if you've got someone that's got a top three edge rusher deal, that then means there's not much money to pay everyone else. Um, that's not far off of, 25% of the roster spend across two guys. So, Tretter, do you want to go any more detail on Tretter? We're, we're going to hold on Tretter and we're going to oh. finish off the guard. So, we're going to jump to the right guard, which is Wyatt Teller, who was not just the best guard, according to PFF last year, he was the best offensive lineman, according to PFF wow. last year. He was phenomenal. And it, if we take this this series of shows back a year ago to where we were today, we were chatting about potentially the tightest 
Browns starting camp battle was going to be Drew Forbes versus Wyatt Teller. And, and that's insane how far we've gone in a year. It's also important then to balance it and go, look, he's had this incredible year. Is it sustainable? Who knows? Um, but he, he was insane this year. The phenomenal production. And um, when he wasn't in the lineup, we really struggled to run the ball. Um, took a little couple of games to get back once he was back. But um, no, he, he was the difference in our run game without a shadow of doubt. Excellent. And uh, we're so lucky to have the best O-line in the season last year. Yeah, so it was the first time in PFF history. It was the best O-line in both pass blocking and run blocking, um, which is phenomenal in its own right to be leading in both. Um, But no, it's really good. And not only out of the five spots, we have the best active O-line coach in the NFL. Dante Scarnecchia is the only man who is a better mind than Bill Callahan, and he retired last year. So, um, no, he's an absolute freaking nature. And for me, he's the best addition the Browns made last offseason. Even better than Stefanski, I would say, is actually Callahan. Um, Doing absolute wonders. The scheme obviously helps these guys, but um, no, he is a brilliant, brilliant mind. Who's Um, next up? So, yeah, White Teller... Pay him this off-season. Um, we'll look in sort of a couple of weeks' time what that deal is, but getting paid, and then he is your veteran within the interior lineman room. He's got Jack Conklin next to him, and that deal then phases to Wills in the future. But um, no, it's an uh, important piece to get done. So ne- next week, we get to an interesting point. Hang on a minute. Why tell her? Six million a year? Nah, eight to ten at least. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a difficult one <clears throat> because if you're paying him based on that one season, he's asking for elite money and quite rightly, he's the best O-lineman in the NFL. Um, and what he's got playing against him, obviously, is just one season. Um, he got some injuries and can the Browns weaponize that to their advantage? So I think my numbers are going to come in the 8-10 to 10 range. Um, if they can get it done this year, I think it might be 10. Um but it's one that, yeah, I'll, I'll look more into that, but it's not going to be as cheap as six, however much I'd love it to be. Um, mm. so, All right, who's next up? So ne- next we get to a really intriguing one. This is the only three-way battle I've got in the entire roster, and this is for backup guard. So first up, we've got an f- absolute fan favourite, despite never playing a snap in the NFL, Mr. Drew Forbes. Um, the Project fans, X. Yeah, Project X, which is a fantastic piece. Um, if you haven't read it, Google Drew Forbes Project X. Um, was a great study um, by, was it Sports Illustrated? Yes. Yeah, did a sort of pre-draft piece, not mentioning the player, but looking at this really promising small school guy that they rate. And uh, that turned out to be Drew Forbes. And didn't mention his name until after the draft uh, because they didn't want it to unfairly influence anything um but no that was thoroughly enjoyable uh but in two years he's not played a single snap is he going to be anything or is, is he nothing um we don't know um so an intriguing name got michael dunn who came in for one game the legend phenomenal uh performance for a sort of a coming out of nowhere 
Uh, it was obviously the Steelers game, had a really, really good PFF grade. So I think for me, he's the favorite to take this. And then the third one is a guy called Blake, uh, which is Blake Hans, um, who came in, didn't actually play very well, but had only met Baker Mayfield on the morning of the game and uh, performed a, a, not great, but you never know. Um, he's going to obviously get more time training, practicing, and I uh, hope that there's more upside. Mate, are you overrating these two guys? Because, look, another team can snap them up or they just may not even make the training camp. So they're, they're all under contract with the Browns. Um, so then they're, they're not going anywhere else until camp. The chances of us getting any of them to the practice squad is dead. Um, it's not happening. Um, the old days of the Browns being able to sort of put a guy and stash him on the practice squad because we had first pickup ain't happening no more. Um, so it, it's going out there. And if we're not keeping them, then they're moving. So I think Dunn is the favorite. And we're only talking about backup guard. Hopefully, whoever they choose to keep is then someone that with one to two years development can really step up and replace Batonio. That's the dream. That's what we're chasing. Yep. Um, rather than have to draft someone, have a couple of years or of guidance under Callahan and then really step in and deliver, even if it's in a year's time. Um, that, fingers crossed, is what we see. Um, there's the wild card one here. Um, if they like both, say it's Dunn and Forbes, they're absolute raving about and they're like, we don't want to live without one of these guys. There's obviously the option they can trade one. Obviously, Teller got traded, so it, it can happen. The other is that they go, we're only going to keep three tackles. We've got Alex Taylor's not developed into what we wanted. We'll keep Chris Hubbard because he can do everything on the O-line. And actually what we're going to do is we're going to keep Teller, uh, not Teller, Forbes and Dunn because we think one of the, the both of these guys are good enough to start in the NFL um, in a year's time. And then they're in a really, really nice spot where Betonio moves on in 12 months. They've got two great options and then they can work out where they're going to get a guard from. So it, it's going to be a really, really interesting battle at camp um, between all of them. And uh, no, it's, it's good. We've got too many options that we can't keep all on our roster. That That is the dream. And realistically, we're predicting that one of them three guards will replace Betonio. That would be the most likely um, direction. Fingers crossed that they might not do it. Um, obviously, the other wild card you've got is the 11th best guard in the NFL last year, according to PFF, Chris Hubbard. So um, crazier things have happened. Um, but yeah, I, I think one of those two in particular, Forbes or Dunn, has got a really good shot in 12 months' time of uh, replacing Petonio, um, purely because that frees up another... 10 million that you go and spend actually on a, a another wide receiver for Baker, give him more weapons, spend it on Baker, give him Baker a deal. There, there's different options. Cool. So that that's sort of the guard room lockdown. Next we get on to center. So as we mentioned, sort of similar to Batonio, um, Tretter's come in, been a, an above average player since he arrived. Injuries were a real issue before we signed a contract. And that's why we only gave him a three-year contract. 
um, but we were able to redo that after two years because he impressed, um, has been kept healthy. You obviously had the experience of uh, what game was it you saw him? Was it coming out of the locker room and it almost looked like his leg had fallen off and he played next week? Yeah, he's an absolute uh, hero. I, I speak to his dad a lot and um, yeah, obviously they really want a con- con- uh, extension with Cleveland. They love it in Cleveland, just had a child. So uh, yeah, the Tretter family want to stay in Cleveland. Yeah, it's one of them that unfortunately the Browns need to get cheaper to pay Baker and one of the the options then becomes, hey, is Tretter, if you can get cheaper there and you can get 90%, um, then you're going to move on. And the issue is with age, this isn't the front office that wants to pay really old guys. It's something we've seen the Seahawks are a prime example of um, getting into the wrong side of deals of, hey, let's keep the locker room happy. Let's pay guys a third deal. And the third deal is the riskiest deal in the NFL. Um, the second one's always risky, but the third one is super risky because once you're getting over 30, that play deteriorates quick and you're stuck with sort of a horrible contract um, that that player isn't performing to that level. So I think the Browns will do everything within their power this front office to avoid third deals unless they think there's a super value there. Um, and if it is, it might end up just being really, really short ones. And then the player most likely goes, actually, I want to go somewhere else where I can get one last three-year deal and make, say, 20 million guaranteed. Um, and why not cash in? Good luck to them. So I, I think, yeah, one of Betonio and Tretta has one year left and the other has two. A nice transition to just keep adding to that interior um, because as we talked, it's not just sequencing, but it's, you, you don't want to change too much in a short space of time. Whereas if one year you bring in Nick Harris um, and then the next year you bring in Dunn uh, left guard, it, it keeps sort of a nice steady sort of constantly evolving rather than, yeah, let's wipe out half the uh, side of the O-line in one off season because that, that's not where you want to be. Um, but no, Tretter has been above average, as we said, not elite, but phenomenal servant. Um, good luck to him. He, he'll, he'll get another payday. He seems to be well-liked around the league. He's obviously a leader of the uh, NFL Players Union. Um, but no, he, he, he's on borrowed time just purely because of his age contract in this front office. Mm. Oh, I know who's next. Nick Harris. That's the man. It's, uh, it's basically a lock for him to make the roster. He, as we found out this season, he's not a guard. Um, he's too small to be a guard, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, he is on the roster to pay center, center, or center. Um, but when you're in a squeeze and you've only got, you're on your, what, 10th, 8th, 10th, 11th, it might be an 11th um, replacement O-lineman, um, because you've gone through the first five and there's injuries. Um, yeah, he, he was asked to step up and it wasn't good. Um, and I think that's part of the reason why they looked at the Duns, the Hanses, to everyone else, because he, he's under, undersized. So, um, no, I, I think he's got a really exciting future. You've got some people like, um, I've had him on the show, John Ledger, um, sort of around draft time, was saying how well they liked the player. Um, there was talk as even as high as second round pick. Some people had him sort of graded, um, which is really promising for us to pick him up late. 
So no, hopefully a bright future. Um, Callahan works his magic then. Yeah, we could be looking at next year or potentially the year after. He's in at starter. Um, and no, it's, uh, it's, it's good to have a nice development pipeline. We're looking at the roster and it used to be a player of his quality. We're going, oh, go on. He's been here a year. He better start now. Whereas we're like, no, he's long-term development and he's the backup. Um, we, if you probably took the second team of the Browns, so almost take out the 11 starters on offense, the 11 starters on defense, and what you've got left, if that roster had to play the Browns roster of three years ago, it would probably win. That's a big call, Jack. I'm, I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to put that out there as a tweet tonight. Yeah. So post-draft, post-free agency, the second team offense and defense for the Browns would beat the, what would it be, 2018 Browns? The, the, the Sean, the Kaiser and all them lot. Uh, no, it had been rookie. So it had been Tyrod Taylor. Um, 2017 is... Better, I think. So, I'm do, do 2017, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll ask the, I'll ask everyone at that what they think. Ask Twitter. Stick a poll out there. So we're talking. I'll try and name the roster. We've got Case Keenum as our quarterback. Yep. We've then got Lamb, Hubbard. Got uh, tackles. Uh, so Lamb would be gone after free agency. So you're probably looking at Hubbard and Taylor. Hubbard, Taylor. Are you sure about this, mate? Yeah. Nick Harris in the middle. Dunny and Blakey. Okay. D- Dunn and Forbes. Dunn and Forbes. Oh, big call yeah. up there. And then, um, okay, Brian as tight end. Brian and Carlson. Carlson. Tight end. Jesus Christ, mate. And then wide receivers, second team, would Higgins just make that team? Uh, uh, let's go with Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, and Hodge. Just put them in there. You can catch. And then um, uh, running backs would be... That'd be tough to call. Hunt's the backup running back. Hunt, Hilliard. It'd just be Hunt. We're just talking first 11s. Okay, cool. Not worried about depth. Defense, I don't even want to go there. It's, it's light. Well, it's Port Augustine. Um it's Claypool. probably a day two pick. Billings. Um, Billings is second, uh, first line. So you're looking at um, whoever's going to be your third uh, in, in sort of the backup to Sheldon Richardson. Then you've got Taylor. Um, the linebackers, who knows? It might be like Malcolm Smith and Tacky Tacky. Um, you're looking at Greedy Williams. You're potentially looking at Grant Delpit in this team. Um Delpit's not the second now. Oh, well, I, in first. I would expect after free agency, and we'll chat about it later in the uh, piece, if they go out and sign a Marcus Williams that we've spoke about, then Delpit's actually your third choice safety in the team, which it, that can be a position that plays 75% of snaps um, yes. and rotates in, which we'll get, we'll obviously get to on another show, but it it's not your two starters that are guaranteed to be playing. So I, I, I I think there is just so much talent and depth in this team. Um, yeah, Port Augustine in that 2017 team would be a star. 
Mm. And he he's now like the fourth best edge. <laughs> he's nuts. In the NFL. <laughs> Not quite the fourth best edge in the NFL. But no, um, I'm pretty sure that's it. So it, it's one where we've got, a, we're in a really, really nice position on the interior. You've got three studs who are starters. You've got lots of young guys behind them that have got a lot of upside. And you've you've got the most important thing when it comes to an O-line, a phenomenal offensive line coach and a great scheme. Jack, do you think Nick Harris makes it through camp? Yeah, 100%. Yeah? Yeah. Fifth round pick. He's with us for a couple of more seasons at least. I would expect him, yeah, to see out the whole deal. Um, he might not be one they extend, um, but he could be one they extend. If he's just given us just above average, they can go, hey, look, you're nothing special. We'll give you three, four million a year. We want to keep you here as our centre um, just to keep continuity with Baker. Um, look, you can go have free agency if you want, but yeah, that that's, that's your decision. We'd, we'd happily draft someone. And it, you if he turns out to be great, if he's playing at the same level of JC Tretter is now, you ain't keeping him past his deal probably. Um, you, you might go actually... Or you could go. We'll go two cheap guards after Wyatt Teller and we'll keep Nick Harris. So it's the sequencing game. Um, no, it's an interesting one be to follow. Excellent. Um, just to highlight everything we've discussed today, it is really, you know, we've got, it could be the last season for Hunt, Chubb, Batonio, Tretter, Landry, Landry OBJ. Odell. You know, there's a lot of players that it could be then. Okay, let's just pull it out there. It could be the last season of Baker Mayfield. I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of key players that may leave the Browns. Richardson? Well, literally the only player that is committed long-term to the Browns at, at the moment in the entire roster, there's only one guy that is committed long-term, and that's Miles, Miles Garrett. Garrett. Yeah. There's no one else committed uh, beyond this season. Award? No, he's still on a rookie deal, so Sorry, he's not. Okay. He's one of the ten players that are big names at the the club, but could be have his last season next year. Oh yeah, I would say everyone on the Browns is effectively, as of today, not guaranteed to be on the twenty twenty two roster, other than Miles Garrett. Crazy, yeah. Well, we we could see that first slate of sort of contract extensions coming this off season. So we could easily see Tretter, we could easy, uh, not Tretter, Teller, Baker, Ward, uh, potentially Chubb. Um, any of those guys are ones that could see a Conklin deal. Conklin or no? He's quite um, safe too. Conklin's got one more year after this. So, uh, yeah. 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 Wow. Crazy times. It, it's also a really good option to have if you're a front office because they can really put everything on the table and go in lots of different directions. So it's not saying, look, they're going to get rid of everyone. They're not. The, the talent is ap absolutely everywhere on this team. Um, they're just in a nice position where they can go, actually, we're going we're gonna to keep you, but that might mean you go um, X over Y and stuff like that. They've got to make some decisions over the next couple of years. And Browns fans, are, yeah, they're going to be annoyed. There's going to be some players they really like go, but... As long as the Browns are winning and winning playoff games each year, I'm sure they'll get over it. All right, Jack, I really enjoyed it. What position room's up next? So next we go, we flip off um, of the offense and we're onto the defense. So it's going to be the edge room. But there, there is a little rumor 
there might be a bonus show coming out on Sunday. So uh, have a little check on Sunday morning because uh, we might end up doing something special. Is it a show on undrafted free agents? Not yet. Not yet. If I could pick one free undrafted agent that lands at the Browns, I would be a hero. We we might do, just for you, post all the deep dives for positions. Um, we've got a free agent show, but we could do maybe two shows. We'll just call it the UDFA special. Look at all of the UDFAs that are currently on the Browns roster. Oh. Who's the most likely to make it? What sort of, what they all are. The unsung um, heroes. And then also do one which goes out and looks at all of, all of the free agents that are currently available in the NFL. Which ones of them were formerly UDFAs? I want to know who is the best undrafted free agent in the Browns roster. Obviously, it's Scottish Hammer, I'd say, straight away. Um, Plays every snap. Augustine's quite good. Um, who else have we got? Tom Thomas. Hey, <laughs> double T. Um, a, a good friend Harry, who uh, we met before when we were doing the uh, draft event in London, um, sent him an Instagram yesterday, and because uh, he was doing a live chat and said Jack Duffin thinks you should get paid and it, it apparently gave it the thumbs up live on air yeah good Mr. lad TT keep balling alright I'm going to message him now let's get him on the podcast yeah but uh, no as always um, follow me on Twitter it's Jack D- at Jack Duffin D-U-F-F-I-N um, DMs are open ask me cap questions anything like that I'm more than happy to help out Read the articles that this whole series is taken from. It's the dogland.com or dog.land. Um, so, yeah, help out sometimes over the podcast, but all my writing's there. Lots of great content. We had, obviously, Nick Chubb's deal last yesterday. Um, all of that's on there. Um, obviously, follow Paul Brown on basically every social media network. It's Paul Brown underscore oh, UK and Clubhouse. Got a new plug. Clubhouse. It's Paul Brown underscore UK Clubhouse. Clubhouse. It sounds like a uh, bad brothel, but uh, apparently it's not. They're the ones we like. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> moving swiftly on. Um, no, I, I think that's it. Have a great Super Bowl, guys. Um, and then we'll see you on Monday morning, uh, nice and early. We'll be dropping a show all about the edge defenders. Miles Garrett and his friends. Who are his friends? What does that room look like? Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.